I'll tell you, John, the off-season news about the Angels is keeping us really, really busy and giving us a lot of content. Did you hear about the Eric K trial? We're going to talk all about that. And how will the pitch clock next season affect our Halo pitchers? And what sort of expectations do you have for new ownership? John and I will share our expectations as well. You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can give us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can like, comment, subscribe, and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every single day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. And John, our listeners, Locked On Angel listeners, are the best because I received this today for those that are listening it's the book of Joe Joe Madden's book on the angels he's outing everybody (laughs) and this is actually from David in San Mateo got a nice little note called me the halo bro he said he didn't know what your address was we appreciate you not stalking us that's great uh but he's and then the, the great part he said he said if this is not you and somebody else well, just enjoy this gift <laughs> so david from san mateo thank you so much for the book i'm gonna start reading right now so john if you can carry the show that'd be great there you go all right page one page yeah, david one just- is a frequent commenter yes. on youtube and we just enjoy Everybody who contributes to the conversation on YouTube. Johnny, look at all this content media. we've got for the next few weeks. I can just read hey, chapters to you. It's it's reading go. time with Mike. <laughs> That's right. One chapter per episode. Yeah. That's great. Hey, another shout out to a fan of ours is uh, happy birthday, Papa, Halo Bro, Jim, our dad, Jim. It's his birthday today. Mike, he gave me the best piece of advice years ago. Okay, what's that? In terms of remembering when mom's birthday was. He said, hers is October 3rd, which we all know that we celebrated you know, a couple of days ago on the show. And he said, and mine's October 12th. So if I add one and two together, I'll always remember that her birthday is October 3rd. And I was like, <laughs> a great piece of marriage advice and a great, a great like, gimmick. I love it. Device to remember how to, how to remember a birthday. So what a genius. Go, Thank you, dad. <laughs> Happy, <laughs> Happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> now we have to get into some news that we're not very excited about, yeah. but it is kind of closing a chapter on something that's been long running within the Halos organization, and that is the Eric K. trial. Of course, this spiraled out of the death of Tyler Skaggs and the issues with the fentanyl that was being dealt within the organization and the the drugs that were being dealt. And it was Eric K., former Angels employee, who provided drugs to Tyler Skaggs. He was sentenced to 22 years in prison on Tuesday, Now, the federal minimum for this sort of thing is 20 years. And I know a lot of people have said, you know, you really can't solve drug issues in America by imprisonment all the time. But I think in this case, it was just a a situation where I think it's going to bring some peace to everyone involved. Obviously, there are hurting families on both sides of this issue. But we know that the Skaggs family has lost a piece of their life that they can't get back. And that was... The result of of his actions and and Eric Kay's actions, and so it's just a sad situation all around, Mike. So you and I are going to talk about it and just tread lightly in terms of strong opinions and things sure. like that, because sure. 
it's, you know, it's, it's really at the end of the day, we're fans of the organization and the team. And it's really a whole lot of Nunya, Nunya business, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And unfortunately, this is the result of just some really bad decisions on a lot of parties and a lack of responsibility within the Angels ownership and organization. But here's what happened on Tuesday. The minimum sentence, 20 years. The judge, Terry Means, had to say he went above the minimum of 20 years Kay faced because of the remarks that he made in prison. And the tape was playing in court in which Kay said of Tyler Skaggs, I hope people realize what a piece of S he was. Well, he's dead, so F him. Wow. And (laughs) Judge Means said that he's been dreading Kay's sentence because he felt like the mandatory minimums were a bit excessive, and I think a lot of people are starting to feel that. Again, going back to how do we treat this symptom in America? But here's the thing. That conversation showed, and this is Means' words, a refusal to accept responsibility and even be remorseful yeah. for something that you caused, you being Eric K. And I got to say, I, I might be in the camp of, yeah, we can't always fix drug problems with imprisonment, but... To hear that language from Eric Kay and to hear what he said about somebody who's passed and who probably wouldn't be dead if they had not been involved in passing drugs throughout the organization, I got to say, yeah, give him the 22 years. Yeah. That's that's my opinion here. Yeah. And it, it really is just brings up the question, Mike, how do we move on from this as Angel fans? How does the organization move on from this? And how can there be peace within the Skaggs family so that it's no longer just a tragedy, but something that we can do to honor Tyler Skaggs sure. and honor his family. I, I, Those are my thoughts there, but what are your thoughts on this situation? Yeah, I think it's hard to move on from something like this. I think that mm-hmm. there's a better term, and there's a friend of mine who has dealt with uh, life choices personally, but also relationally. It's part mm-hmm. of what their work is, and they serve at the church that I that I work at. And and they have said it's almost it's almost like you can't, you can't move on. You have to move through. And I mm. think for the Skaggs family and even the K family, you have to move through. At the end of the day, yeah. we're dealing with humans. And right. to hear what Michael K said about another human, and we don't Eric know K. the 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 uh, yes, I'm sorry, Eric K. We don't know what the specific relationship was, right? But to hear what Eric said about another human and just kind of just dismissed him is heartbreaking. It's it's tragic. Yeah. And and Eric also had an issue too. And that was the other thing Correct. that came out in all of this. He had an issue as well. So he is not just a dealer; he's a user, and right. and so he's he's got some some brokenness inside of him. And, and so I think instead of moving on, moving through, I think it would be really important for the Angels to continue a appropriate, upright relationship with the Skaggs family. I know that the yes. Skaggs family have a foundation. I would love to see new ownership really take the initiative to reach out to uh, Tyler Skaggs' widow and begin a relationship maybe for the foundation. And I know that it can be hard because of how Tyler died and what was behind all of that. But I, I do think that maybe there can be something honorific for Skaggs as a player, maybe we have his name. We don't necessarily retire his number, but we have his name available. It's around the stadium where we can mm-hmm. honor him. Um, Nick Aidenhart comes to mind. Nick didn't die at the at the at his own hand. 
Nick actually died in a car accident and mm-hmm. that was uh, 2009 I think is when yeah, that was drunk right driver yeah, yeah and he got hit and and we've honored him I think that that would be a really great tip of the cap to the Skaggs family I know that there's been some tensions and there's been some lawsuits and all of that stuff this is a really good opportunity for new owners to come in and and create a, a whole new culture of what is actually happening inside of this organization not just on the field yeah. but behind the scenes you and I we, we talked about how like there was the guy in the clubhouse that came out I think last year or the year before the guy in the clubhouse that wasn't actually uh helping the angels he was actually giving sticky tack to other teams and right he was and, the visiting clubhouse yeah uh, director and so yeah. there's just been a lot of nonsense behind the scenes and so I think that this is an opportunity for leadership especially for new ownership to really ask some important questions, like how can we honor, and I think honor needs to be the word that they use, how can we mm-hmm. honor these people, treat these humans with kindness, and and then honor people that are in this organization by having high ac- accountability and great responsibility so that you're not mm-hmm. finding yourself in the news for a lot of this stuff. Because, Johnny, doesn't it seem like whenever there's some nonsense coming out from Major League Baseball, it's not multiple teams, it's us. It's the Angels, <laughs> and it's coming from the Angels organization, and that's that's embarrassing, and they should be ashamed yeah. of themselves, and they should correct that and correct that soon. I agree, and with new ownership coming in, I think the best decision that they can make is to work with the Tyler Skaggs Foundation and also create some sort of foundation that helps combat the addiction issues we have in this country 100%. and even in yep. Southern California. And it just really ticks me off, Mike, that the the play on the field is something that you and I as fans can be upset about. But I've never thought about it this way. Think about the symptom that the play on the field is because of the dysfunction and disorganization in the Angels system, yeah. in the Angels front office. Yeah. The, the bad play on the field is a symptom. The Tyler Skaggs trage- tragedy is a symptom of what the heck is going on in this organization where this can happen under your nose and one employee it facilitates the death of another employee and apparently there were others involved, former players who have been through the Angel system. It's just ridiculous. And the problem is, is that ownership is going to be able to cut and run. I know that there are still some lawsuits uh, with the current system, and these are things that are going to be have to be dealt with once the sale of the team is over. So they're not going to escape it in that regard. But just the fact that they're going to be selling this team to hopefully an owner who does have accountability and does have an organizational system that keeps people in check. I just think that it's it really is a tragedy that ownership and the people in charge have let things go unchecked in the way that they have over the last 10 years and for it to result in a situation like this is just beyond tragic and I understand that you know Tyler Skaggs made his choices Eric Kay made his choices but they're addicts and they need help and that help was not coming from within the system and within the Angels organization and so it would be right even though the new ownership had nothing to do with what happened I think it would be right for them to make amends and set up some sort of organization that's going to combat addiction in our country and even 
in the area, the local area to Southern California. I think that would be the right thing to do. Coming up on Locked on Angels, we're going to have more of a fun conversation. We're going to talk about what expectations we should have when new ownership arrives. But first, Locked on Angels is brought to you by a new sponsor on the show, John Roan. Men, we love to look good and we love to feel good while we look good. And this is why you need Roan in your life. Roan is a men's clothing line that will help you look good and feel good. Roan fits each man perfectly. Even if you got the dad bod, you're never uncomfortable. It's never too tight. And they always have your size, which is really great news. Like Roan's commuter shirt, John, this is the most comfortable, breathable, flexible shirt known to man, pun intended. And here's why. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric, it provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way. From your commute to work or your 18 holes of golf, Roan has got your back and your front. With Roan, you can look good and it can be easy to look good. With their wrinkle-free release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear your shirt. And with gold fusion anti-odor technology, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. Plus, Roan is 100% machine washable so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. So here's what you need to do. Head to roan.com slash locked on and use our promo code locked on to save 20% on your entire order. That's 20% off of your entire order when you go to rhone.com slash locked on and then make sure that you use the promo code locked on. Let them know that we sent you. Upgrade your closet with Roan and use locked on. Get 20% off your order at rhone.com slash locked on. I want to thank you for making Locked on Angels your first listen of the day. Now, there is going to be an implementation of a new rule next season, and that is the pitch clock, yep. right? Rob Manfred was interviewed last week, and he was asked about the new rules and specifically the pitch clock, and he said he believes that it will quicken the pace of the games and bring more of an urgency to the game. And I have to say that this is not a brilliant idea, but I do have to give Rob Manfred credit for implementing this and his regime and making this happen. It's definitely shortened uh, AA games and minor league games. They've seen a significant drop in time, and I think the average is about a half an hour off off of baseball games, and so it's really great to see these games being shortened up, and not in the sense that it's going to affect play on the field, but more just the time between pitches and batters stepping out of the box and things like that. It's really going to pick things up so you can expect somewhere around like a two and a half, maybe a three hour game at that point. So yeah, uh, good news. I think it's going to really increase pace of play and it's going to be it's going to make for a much more watchable product at the end of the day. Sure. Can you just not put brilliant and Rob Manfred in the same sentence? Is that why you weren't able to do that? <laughs> now, 
Yeah, I'll never do that again. Sorry. <laughs> now let's talk about how the pitch clock will affect the Halos, Johnny. Matt Wise, the Angels pitching coach, uh, before the season ended, he had the Halos timed when they were on the mound. He wanted to get them mm-hmm. ready for the pitch clock next year. He said about 50% of the time, the pitchers used too much time. Uh, Wise quote actually said, there's a lot of guys across this league that this is going to be a major, major adjustment. And it's going to be something that we're just going to have to get used to and then speaking uh, Mm -hmm. specifically about Otani he said Shohei was one of the pitchers who generally worked a little too slow as they were timing him but he said he's not worried about Shohei Shohei is the type of guy that's going to figure it out get on the mound and make it happen and so he's going to be exactly where he needs to be next year so Let's exclude Shohei for just a moment, and sure. let's talk about the the rotation that we know that we're going to have. Detmers, Suarez, Sandoval, those guys, maybe even Chase Silseth and, and, and others. Who's going to benefit, John, from the new pitch clock next season? Pick one of those guys and tell me why you think they're going to benefit from that pitch clock. Well, we've talked about it all season long, and I think it's going to be Jose Suarez. When he has a good pace on the mound where he is throwing his pitches frequently, not taking too much time between pitches. Man, it just seems like he is a much more effective pitcher when he has a good rhythm and pace going. So I think that Jose Suarez will probably benefit the most. And the other thing is when you have pitchers like Reed Detmers or Chase Silseth who have experienced the pitch clock and the guys that we're looking forward to coming up from the minors have also experienced the pitch clock. They are going to be ready and willing to go come next season when they have to pitch against this. But for me, Jose Suarez, I think, will stand to benefit a lot from having this. But who do you think? I'm going to go with your boy, Patrick Sandoval, because yeah, Sandoval, I see that too. he's not going to have time to throw a fit. He's not going to have time (laughs) to be upset, right? He's just going to have to get back on the mound and throw his next pitch. And what we've seen when he's really good, we've seen him have this great rhythm and pace on the mound. And I think that that is going to be a benefit to him. I think that he is going to find that not having too much time to think about it, but just figure out what he needs to do next is really going to help him. Now, those are the ones that we think will benefit the pitchers. Johnny, is there somebody on the Angels starting staff or maybe in the bullpen right now that you think is really going to struggle here? Can you think of a name of somebody that you think, man, they're going to have to get into a new rhythm when they get out on the mound? I think of the veterans like Ryan Tapera and Aaron Loop because... They do take a lot of time yeah. between pitches. Yeah. And perhaps this will benefit them at the end of the day. I think that, honestly, if you have a good pace going and you're not taking forever, it's 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 like muscle memory, right? You just got to go out there and throw your best pitch yep. and throw the right pitch for the moment. So even though it might work against them, I could see this ending up being pretty beneficial to some of our veteran pitchers on the staff. And I don't I know we don't have a lot of veterans on the staff, but those two I can think of in particular I think will benefit from this. Even though it might be a struggle to get used to it, honestly, I think that this is a good thing all the way around in terms of time, pace of play, and getting the pitchers to focus on the task at hand rather than worrying about, you know, what's happened between pitches, what's happened between innings or between batters, that sort of thing. And I think it's going to benefit us the most because when we go (laughs) to record our episodes after a game, 
we don't have to wait till 1130 at night to start recording. Right. <laughs> right. Speaking of time in games, I don't know if you noted, this is without the pitch clock, but that game one, Rays, Guardians, it was a two-hour, 17-minute minute, minute game without a pitch clock. I, I love that. I love those games because they're quick. The pace is quick. And so it'll be interesting to see how the pitch clock actually affects our Halos, but just affects MLB next season. Locked on Angels is brought to you by Built Bar. Our friends at Built Bar sent us a variety box, the mix box, Mike, the other so day. Good. That was fantastic. But you know what you and I have had before was the new Built Puff, the cookie dough chunk puff. It's good. This puff is light. It has a chewy texture. It's got real cookie dough chunks. And of course, it's covered in 100% real chocolate. It's all the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein, so you will feel full. And I can tell you, I can attest, that there's a lot of protein bar options out there, and Built Bars taste the best. You can go to Built.com to snag a box for you and your family. It's the perfect treat. Or you can put it in that special hiding spot you've got just so you can keep them all for yourself. Built Bars and Puffs are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or you just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar. It's not chalky. It's not stale. It tastes good and it's fresh. They taste better than a candy bar. So ditch the calories, the fat, the sugar, grab yourself a Built Bar. So all you have to do is go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com today. So Bob Nightingale tweeted out, he said, hey, in early 2023, ownership should be taking over. At least we'll know of who the new owners will be for the Halos. He reported that the team's going to sell for $3 billion. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And that it was purchased in, in 2003 for $184 million, mm-hmm. which is also incredible. So... Speaking of new ownership, Johnny, mm-hmm. the Mets got a new owner yes. in 2020. It was Steve Cohen who has thrown all sorts of money mm-hmm. at the Mets, and it was really successful, at least for the regular season, right? They got over 100 wins. They got Starling Marte. They got Mark Canna. They got Max Scherzer. They got a new manager in Buck Showalter, mm-hmm. and they still lost the wild card <laughs> game. So as we watched that happen, as we're waiting for new ownership, I think all of us would say we'd love an owner like Steve Cohen because he's going to throw money at it and we're going to get the right players and maybe get the right manager. However, when it comes to new ownership, what would you prefer, Johnny? Would you prefer being excited about making the playoffs and then losing in the first round? Hmm. Or would you have greater expectations that this team should go further in the playoffs? Let's see. One of the best records in baseball, getting eliminated in the first round, running into a team that has all (laughs) kinds of momentum behind. Hmm. I wonder where this is going. That sounds awfully familiar, Mike. That sounds awfully familiar. Oh, the 2014 Angels, who have the best (laughs) record in baseball, were swept by the AL 
champions, the Kansas City Royals. The, the Royals saw. had a wild card game. They had yeah. a one game uh, wild card against the A's. They won that, and then they went on to sweep us in the ALDS. Yep. And then they went on to the World Series. They did lose to the Giants, but then they were right back there the next year in 2015 and, and won. took it all and won. Mike, the Mets got there. They got yeah. to the dance, yeah. and that's all you want at the end of the day. It's not Steve Cohen's fault that Max Scherzer had the most postseason home runs hit off of him right. as a Met. Like, good grief. I was sitting there watching that just... I know. <laughs> that was hard and to watch. Steve Cohen is not at fault for that. Steve Cohen did exactly what he was supposed to do. Go and get Max Scherzer yep. and get yourself to the playoffs. And to have 100 wins like that is incredible. Yep. So I don't fault him at all. I think he made the right decisions. I think Starling Marte, and I think as much as I don't like him, Mark Canna is a very under-the-radar, underrated kind of outfielder and Correct. player in, in all situations. I mean, we faced him enough with the A's over the years that he drove me nuts, yeah. and I think that's why I don't like him. Yeah. But this doesn't fall on Steve Cohen. It comes down to, yeah, the players have to perform. They have to step up. They got to be able to do what they're supposed to do when they go out there. And they ran into a San Diego team with a lot of momentum behind them. Look, the Mets lost first place in the East because they got swept by their rivals, the Braves. Yeah. So they were kind of collapsing towards the end of September anyway. And so for this to happen, I, I can't say that I'm not surprised because when you run Scherzer out there, you don't expect him to have a game like that. But man, that was just crazy to see. But at the end of the day, I would rather make the playoffs and have a quick exit than to not make the playoffs at all. I would rather have an owner like Steve Cohen who goes out and gets the pieces that are going to ensure that you get to the playoffs. And then you got to turn the reins over to the players. You got to turn the reins over to the manager. There's some great information out there about the Angels game one against the Kansas City Royals and some of the decisions that Mike Sosha made that were very old school. But if you looked at the analytics, you would see that rather than having Eric Ibar bunt somebody over, or Howie Kendrick bunts somebody over. They are actually better hitters with runners on base than they are with clear bases. And a data person might have seen that and not made the same decision that Sosha made. But it is what it is. It comes down to how the players perform, how the managers perform. But what say you? How do you feel about this? I want to get to the playoffs. Yeah. And, and then I know I'm not going to be satisfied if they don't win in the playoffs. And I know that people who can't stand Mike Trout and, and Shohei Otani on the Angels are going to be upset about that too. I want to make the playoffs. Yeah. I want to be in for a chance. I want a chance. Sure. Uh, that's really what it boils yeah. down to. Uh, there, was a, there was another note. Uh, Bill Shankin tweeted this out. Garrett Cole was interviewed and he was talking about being in the playoffs and why he didn't sign with the Angels, mm -hmm. who he grew up watching. Mm -hmm. And he said he was just concerned over being irrelevant mm -hmm. in Southern California. Mm -hmm. Now, I get that, but here's what I say to him. You win with the Angels and you're going to be a hero for life. And we've talked about this sure. on this show. You win, and you're going to be a hero. You get Mike Trout or help to get Trout and Otani to the playoffs, you are going to be bronzed in gold <laughs> because Angel fans are going to love you, and so will MLB. And so this is a call to new ownership to make sure that they are giving all of the resources necessary to get the Angels to the playoffs. And it's really one of those things where you just you just got to get in. Yeah. And once you get in, then things could change. doesn't matter how you do it. It's how you get there. 
And the fact that you get there is the most important thing. The funny thing I found about that Garrett Cole comment was, well, listen, you're saying that your wins aren't going to help the Angels get to the playoffs? But then mm-hmm. I had to think, uh, he could pitch his his heart out and pitch lights out, and then the bullpen would come in and blow it. So that, <laughs> yes. I, I, I see where he's coming from, and I also see how he kind of undermined his own performance, basically. But if you have somebody like him on your team, you're obviously going to get more wins, and that's enough wins to possibly get you into playoff contention. So, right. yeah, it's just a, that was an interesting thing, and it kind of gives you an indication of how potential free agents might feel about coming to Anaheim. But we interviewed Jeff Fletcher over the summer about his book, The Shohei Otani Story, and to me, he said something that really stuck out to me. The best players don't always go to the best teams. They don't yep. always go to the teams that are guaranteed to make it. That's why not everybody goes to the Dodgers. That's why not everybody goes to the Astros. They want to win with the team because they want to be the hero. Or they have a really great deal. Look at Seager and Simeon in Texas. They knew they weren't going to be good this year. But come a few years down the road when Texas and all that pitching they drafted starts to turn around... Seager and Simeon are going to be there for it, and they're going to be really competitive in the years to come. So it's kind of playing the long game. It's going for the best deal. And where are you going to leave a legacy? And I think that Simeon and Seager are a great example of that because they weren't going to win anything this this year in Texas. And when it comes to free agents coming to Anaheim, we're not that far off. We're really right. not that far off. We right. need that depth, those depth pieces. We need maybe one more superstar. Uh, the gang's all here. We just need to stay healthy and put it together. That's that's my opinion for 2023. Well, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB podcast. You can follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, with your host, Paul Francis Sullivan, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to give us a follow at Locked On Angels on Twitter and, of course, at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're on YouTube, we always appreciate your comments down below the video. Get into our conversation. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? Well, we have a lot of opinions, and Locked On Angel listeners have a lot of opinions on what the Angels should do, what the front office should do this offseason. Mike Trout was interviewed, and he said the front office actually listens to his opinions Hmm. on what they should do. So what we're going to do on tomorrow's show is we're going to tell Mike what his opinion should be and then share that with Perry so that that's what they'll actually do. So join us tomorrow on Locked on Angels. (laughs) Going to be a good conversation and we hope that you'll join us for it. Until then, my name is John and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike and that's my brother John. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Angels and we will see you tomorrow. Mike, enjoy your book. (laughs) 